they see each other they fall in love there may or may not be circumstances keeping them apart but it doesn't matter because they're gonna fuck Hello and welcome to another episode of Cheap Smut. My name is Katie Mizell. And my name is Carl Mizell. And this is a podcast about porn. This week it is about porn. But it's fancy porn because it's words. Yeah. Because it's 90 pages instead of like seven oh, minutes shit. or something. <laughs> 90 pages? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's not entirely porn. No, but I, I'm I'm more commenting on the fact that it's only 90 pages. Oh, but yeah. Th- it, I got no issue with that. Oh, yeah. No, I'm actually thinking of doing at least one of these a month, if not two. Like, big novel, novella, big novel, novella. Smart. Because, A, I love these novellas, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of room in my reading schedule for them when I'm doing a big book every week. And, B, it gives me a break from the big feelings of the big books to just read Quick and dirty. Yep. And you can you can slot these in around bigger books. Yes. Yeah. I can read them. I can have I have a I can have a backlog of notes ready to just go if I don't feel like doing anything but doing a novella one week. Exactly. So yeah. But enough about that bullshit. Yeah. How are, how are you? Well, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, as you know, our youngest child is sick. She just randomly popped a fever today. Yeah, it was really a weird. Pretty high one even, and she was. Gr- crabby and and tired but had no other symptoms so i don't know what's wrong with her and radiating heat yes and uh and we are preparing to go uh, if you're from michigan you will understand the phrase up north we're preparing to go on vacation uh over the weekend to a lake house with my cousins and now she might not get to go and that's sad but but otherwise she'll get to hang out with daddy all yeah, weekend she'll so have how, a daddy weekend it'll how, be great how cool will that be and, and you and the and the boy will get to go up and play with the cousins and yeah i mean there are no losers in oh, this no. situation it's just kind of it's sad that bummer. she might not be able to go yeah. you know but she is too so it's not like she's gonna remember not being able to go it will not be a core memory for her no not at all no i mean the core memory will probably be hanging out with daddy and watching blippy for days on end while she eats popsicles she'll be happy as a clam that yeah she'll, she'll be watching blippy in the den while daddy's speed, speed running, running hades, hades. Yeah. <laughs> that's what i've been up to yeah. Speedrunning Hades. I've played Hades for over 220 hours, and I finally, I loved watching speedruns, and I was like, I-, I would love to do that one day. And then I I was like, ah, 20 minute run, that's pretty good. And I started learning a little bit about the speedrunning strategies and got it down to a sub 15, and then just got it down to a 13, something like sub 14. So. Well, geez, Al. Good for you. Now the world record's five minutes. Uh, <laughs> five minutes? Five minutes and five seconds for- Five uh, minutes from start to finish? Well, what they call in-game time. Oh, okay. So, like, it does pause when you're picking boons right, and stuff yeah. like that. But, yeah, but active still, game time, five yeah, minutes and five seconds. fucking bananas. <laughs> I know. I feel like I am just like- you know, like uh, just like the flash, you know, like when they show the flash in any iteration just running. Like, yeah. I'm feeling like that, and I'm going at a 13, 14 minute pace. Speaking of uh, quick and uh, just doing something real quick and, and, and dirty, yeah. what are we reading this week? Okay, this week I read a book called Step Brother Summer. Well, <laughs> yeah, by Olivia uh, Olivia T. Turner. I yeah. you mentioned the name of that book the first time, and. I again this is one of those things that I do where I forget I completely forget something existed 
And then when I'm told about it again, it's like I'm discovering a joy all over again. <laughs> I did the same thing with uh, digital deposits of checks. Yeah, yeah, remember that, that? I do. Yeah. You, you were like, oh, digital deposits deposits exist. I was like, I'm going to have to drive all the way over to Flint to our credit union and deposit this because I can't deposit it in any credit union around here. But no, to the app. To the app we go. Step oh, yeah. brothers. That's what I said. All right. Step brother summer. Step step sibling porn is not just a thing that exists in the in the visual world in the visual medium. Yeah. It's also a very common uh, t- taboo trope. Yeah. In books, uh, but especially in your short form novellas, uh, because we're not here for feelings. We're reading porn. Like yeah. there are feelings, but they're really fast porn feelings i would love to try and do a little bit of research into it just i i I, it feels like there's a a line of demarcation in society before step sibling porn was a thing and then after like bce ce like i feel like that's (laughs) the modern equivalent it just showed up and it was everywhere and i can't remember a time when it wasn't and I couldn't pinpoint when it started (laughs) I have no idea honestly I mean if I had to take the most basic of guesses based on just what I know about our history as a society we really truly came down on the genetic consequences of fucking your own family members (laughs) like maybe maybe a hundred years ago yeah and from then on, we made it a point to make sure everybody knew you weren't allowed to fuck your siblings. And now, like, the closest we'll get is step siblings. Yeah. <laughs> They've just been inching away from that until they go, huh? What about st- adopt- oh, adoption? No, no. Step. 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 Yeah. Yes. Let's do yeah. that. And what's funny is if you're watching it, there's no indication that there's anything going on if you have the audio <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like two people fucking. They have to audibly yeah. say, "Yeah, what are you doing, step sis? <laughs> Stop that, step brother." Seriously, <laughs> if you watch it on mute, and and, it, and it's like the most absurd. Not all. Usually, it's just like it's two people fucking, and they put stepsister in the title. Exactly. They never once mention any connection. But there's always like, not always. There are sometimes like really ridiculous situations that lead up to that. But my favorite is being stuck in a dryer or stuck under a bed or stuck under a coffee table. All of which are things you cannot get stuck in physically. Yeah. I mean, at least not when you have the body of a standard porn star. Yeah. You know, it's not like me getting stuck halfway under a bed because I'm a size 18 and I have wide hips. Yeah. It's just. You know, and for the record, I would just help you. I know you would. I know you would because you are. We're not in a porn. We're not yeah. actively in a porn. I don't think any sane person would look at someone stuck somewhere with their ass out and go, "Now's the time to stick my hand in their pussy." Like that's <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't I don't that know what you were expecting. But anyway. <laughs> I'm happy to make you laugh. So how much is this 90-page fuckfest? It's 2.99. Okay. Um it is part of the larger fil- flirty dirty summer series, uh which is like a just a collection of yeah. these novellas by 14 different authors, 14 different 14 different novellas. Each one is 2.99 or less on Kindle or th- available through Kindle Unlimited, which is what I got it for. Um these are very these kind of collections are very very common. Mm. Because like I said, this is not, it is a romance novel and it belongs in the genre, 
but it's not a romance novel. No, not it's in the, porn. Yeah, it's it'll take you a couple hours to read it, and it's fucking filthy. It's porn. It's great. Yeah, it belongs here with all the rest of the stuff. Absolutely, it's just a different type of romance novel, and they're just as good. But sometimes people, it belongs be... in a museum. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say that. Uh, sometimes people can be a little bit, I don't know, judgy. No. Of this kind of book. I know, right? People, judgmental, what? First no. time hearing of this. Ugh. Anyway, so yeah. So um, okay. these these kind of collections ex- are very common. I have read so many of them. Like I said, sometimes I'm just consuming porn for the yeah. sake of porn. Yeah. But there's a little bit of plot in it. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's like when they tried to brand visual like porn for women quote unquote (laughs) like we can't just like porn without it having to be special yeah 14 different authors or one person it's good at coming up with 14 different names right (laughs) um well there i would have to read them all but usually if you read a few in a series you can tell that they're different writing styles and and, similar voices similar voices but not they're not the same they all have their own specific little quirks this is also a great way to find authors that you want to look into further is just like last last year and i'm going to do it again this year so everybody just be really prepared right now when the holidays start we're we're reading holiday themed porn only for like the entire months of november and december because it's too busy for me to read full books last year i read an entire series of christmas themed novellas like this like san i think they were even santa themed and Mm -hmm. it was they were great it was so good Christmas might only come once a year, but Santa, boy, Santa gets down. <laughs> Any content warnings for this episode? Um, step siblings, fucking a lot. Not even a lot. Step siblings, fucking. Honestly, my biggest concern with this whole book: capitalism <laughs> and wealth. <laughs> actually should be a content warning. It is it should be. It should be a content warning and it is. So capitalism and wealth, those are my content warnings for you. If you <laughs> fucking hate money and the concept of the Hamptons, do not read this book. <laughs> you're going to read this book and then at the end you're going to be like, "Wow, I didn't even realize that while I was reading this book I built a guillotine." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh you said guillotine, which just reminded me to remind me to show you a video later of the Top Gear guys trebucheting a, a car across the French border. <laughs> yes, it flew so far. I was like, no. I want to stop the record and just go air. watch it. Was it was great. But uh, anyway, anyway, let, let's just blow through this and then yeah. we can do that. All right, let's do it. Um, <laughs> let's do it after we smoke. So our FMC this week is named Becca. Becca is headed to a month in the Hamptons with her father Kevin. Uh, I hate her already. <laughs> uh, with whom uh, she has a very strong relationship. She has a very strong relationship with her dad. There's nothing, there's no childhood trauma here, especially after the loss of her mother. Her mother died five years ago in a car accident. They are staying with her new stepmom mm-hmm. in her fancy uh, Hamptons beach house. So, so Kevin, Kevin married up. Yeah, well, no. Kevin married laterally. Oh, laterally. Yeah. Okay. So Kevin is the CEO of of the of stepmom's chemical engineering company. Boo. They had a fling, and apparently they got surprise married in Paris 
or something and came home and were like, we got hitched. Oh, it, was you a, know? It, was a, it was a surprise to everybody else, not them. No, no not to them. <laughs> and they're, they're deeply oh, in love. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I woke up with wedding rings on. Becca has only met her new stepmom a couple of times. Okay. And she has never met her new stepbrother. Oh, but she's about to. I get the feeling. Yeah, whose name okay. is Ollie. Mm. Ollie is going into his last year of his master's in chemical engineering at MIT. Mm. So he's also a fucking genius to boot. Go go figure. So they, Becca and Kevin, kind of chat while they're on the road, just catching up. Nothing really happens in Nothing of depth happens in this book at all. Let's just be let's be very clear. We're we're surface level only. We love that for us. <laughs> I but I need to know something. So Kevin is the CEO yes. of this company. Yes. And he had a fling yeah. with the owner. Of the that seems unethical? I I don't know. I mean anyway. I okay. Don't know. Please continue. So they're they're just having a chat. Kevin is talking about Ollie and his wife, whose name I can't remember right now, but I want to say Cindy. Anyway, as they're talking, they're like driving further and further up the nicest part of Hampton, of the Hamptons, wherever that is. I don't know. I've never <laughs> been to the Hamptons. <laughs> the part of the Hamptons where they can look down on the other residents of Seriously, the Hamptons. Seriously. Okay. So every time I hear the word Hamptons, I think of, do you remember the show Royal Pains? I do. All right, so that that show was about a concierge doctor mm. in the Hamptons. It was set in the Hamptons, I believe. And I remember from like the first episode, him and his like scheming brother mm-hmm. drive into town and they're at a stoplight. They're trying to pretend to be rich. They're trying to pretend to, to blend in. They're at a stoplight in a convertible and then a, another convertible full of really hot girls pulls up and... Uh, the brother tries to start chatting them up and they're like, which Hampton are you going to? <laughs> and he says, uh, West Hampton, we're going to West Hampton. And she goes, you mean worst Hampton? And then they just laugh and drive away. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of the Hamptons, that specific moment <laughs> in one television show. I'm like, Oh, it, it's garbage. It's trash. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it's full of trash rich white people i don't want to be there i'm sure it's more than that but it's all i think about anyway so there's they're, they're driving further and further up the nicest part of Ham- the, like hampton mm-hmm. beach and kevin is explaining that his new wife is not just the owner of this bioengineering company she also made a lot of like really solid investments and so she's not just rich she's fucking wealthy independently and we love an independently wealthy woman yeah, she's got that Oprah money. She made all her own money, and that's great. Yeah. But I still don't vibe with rich people. They get there, and it is like the biggest fucking house you've ever seen, mm. directly on the beach, right on the water. And Becca's losing her shit. She's like, what the fuck? What the fuck did you... Wh- where am I? What is this place? What did you marry into? Yeah. Like, they had money before, but now they got fuck-off money. Yeah, he was like... Let me give you a little exposition as we drive up this driveway to explain the size of this house. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fairly... In, in books like this, it is fairly common to be, like, wealthy or for the concept of money to not exist to mm-hmm. you in whatever capacity. We're just eliminating... We're, we're eliminating obstacles, right? Yeah. So... Nobody has to care about money or capitalism or, you know, the slowly dying planet right now because we're in our little porn bubble. Anyway, so they get inside this 
fucking huge mansion. They grab a couple beers, they put on their swimsuits, and they go out to the beach where Ollie and his mother are already waiting for them. On the beach, Becca sees a book boyfriend. Mm. Like, mega hot book boyfriend, tattoo, like, full sleeves of tattoos down both arms, dark hair, gray eyes, like, 27 abs, you know, whatever, the whole Mm. thing. Um, and he's like in the surf playing football with a kid and he like falls into the surf and he just stands up and he's all drippy, you know? And he's like, oh my God, can you believe I just cured cancer? (laughs) (laughs) So weird that I just cured cancer. Uh, quick, I got, hold on. I got to go save these orphans. And he just stands up with this, you know, the perfect smile, the whole shebang and Becca's drooling, absolutely drooling. Um, and he's staring at her and she's like, oh good. Maybe I can have like a great beach fling this summer. It'll be so much fun to just have a fling in the Hamptons, but oh no, that's her new stepbrother, Ollie. Womp, womp, womp. Um, so they are Deborah. That's her name. (laughs) Ollie's mom's name is Deborah. Mm. New stepmom's name is Deborah. So they're introduced. Ollie and Becca are introduced to each other. And then um, they head over to talk to Deborah. Deborah and Kevin are obviously very, very in love and very, very happy. Ollie is obviously very, very horned up for Becca already. Like, seriously, I don't think he says a single thing to her that isn't an innuendo or mm. a double entendre. The entire book. Yeah. She can probably already tell, though, because he's wearing a sim- swimsuit. So she can probably see the comically oh, yeah, large yeah. erection. The comically large erection that is obviously coming. Yes. Yeah. yeah she can see it. So. Um, <laughs> oh, I was I was kidding. No, but. no. She can't actually see the erection. But that's some book miracle because he I think he even says, like, I've been hard for her since the day. Like the mm. second I saw her. Sir, you were in a bathing suit. Yeah. Where did you hide that? You were playing not near a child. <laughs> And Becca is just as just as horny for him. And she's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? So Deborah and Kevin go back to the house. They are newlyweds. They haven't seen each other in three whole days. And Ollie and Becca go to like stand in the ocean. They just like have a chat while they stand in the ocean. Yeah. He is he lays on the flirtation so fucking thick at this point. I <laughs> I just wrote so, I go after what I want no matter if it's easy or hard right or wrong I don't care what anyone thinks just ah he's the alpha fuck Jesus boy Jesus Christ Jesus Christ the alpha and the omega Oliver, fuck boy I assume or just Ollie whatever he basically tells her that like they it's a massive house they'll never they'll never even know He's They'll just going right for it. No, he's seriously, yeah. he just begins, begins the flirtation. <laughs> hey, uh, this book's only 90 pages long, so yeah. <laughs> let's get let's get this thing this going. Is, this is also what is called an insta-love book, yeah. meaning we don't have to build feelings, they just exist, which oh. is great. Convenient. Yeah, it really is. He also, for a little bit, talks about how he's like, he's really excited to be done with school. He really wants to get into, he wants to get into the labs at Deborah's company. He wants to work in the, in the R&D department. And make a name for himself as a biochemical engineer or something fucking crazy like that. Becca, on the other hand, is currently hiding the fact that she lost her job right before she came up north. Came up, yeah, north. Yeah. <laughs> for the summer, uh, she got fired because she was working as a headhunter and hadn't hunted a single head in like eight months. 
So yeah, th- that it, th- that will happen. Yeah, it will. It will. So they get to know each other. But Becca asks if they could go back to the house because she doesn't like the ocean because she is terrified of sharks. She just doesn't like the idea of being in a body of water where sharks live. <laughs> Even if they're not within several miles, this water touches that water. Yeah. So let's get the fuck out of here. Which you know what? Fair. Yeah. You don't want to be in the ocean. You don't want to be in the ocean. The ocean is a fucking terrifying place. We were literally just talking about it a few minutes ago. Literally. The ocean is beautiful, but I don't want to know what's going on underneath it. That's for the ocean to know. Yep. It's not my business. (laughs) Yep. I'm from Michigan. We have lakes. Okay. (laughs) And those are pretty safe. Yeah. They're pretty safe because most things in there won't eat you. Most things. Most things won't eat you. There isn't like a layer at which point we have no fucking clue what's going on below that point. Like the ocean, you get down far enough and we're just like, we don't know. We don't know because we can't get down there. You you know, a a big ass like musky might brush up against your leg or something but yeah you're then you just yeah piss yourself and run i mean the worst you have to fear for most of the lakes is the mosquito population not yeah. anything that's actually in the water no so they head back up to the house and they get in the pool instead because there's also like an infinity pool mm. um that's right like if you look at it just right it looks like you're swimming into the ocean that kind of thing so back at the house ollie is just watching becca get out of the pool Slow motion, water dripping, play the music, whatever that fucking movie was. Fast Fast Times at Ridgemont High, just Phoebe Cates in it up. Yep, exactly. And he's just staring at her, like he's staring a hole in her. And his inner monologue is like an equal combination of, I want her so bad that my dick is on fire. And no, she's my new stepsister. I can't. But well, well, at least he tried to pump the brakes. <laughs> Ultimately, like the dick is going to win the battle. We all know. Yeah. Like, sometimes I read these books and I'm like, why are we manufacturing reasons to not just start fucking right now? Yeah. This is porn. Give me the porn. Anyway, a hard, um, a hard dick has no conscience. And then he thinks that he, he wants to lose his virginity to her. Oh, and earlier she also thought that she wanted to lose her virginity to him. These are two people who are over the age of 21 who are both virgins. Just keep that in mind. And and apparently extremely attractive. Yes, extremely attractive. I'm not saying you, you can be a virgin your whole fucking life. I do not care. I think the concept virginity is stupid. Agreed. But just keep it in mind for later. Got it. So they continue with their flirty banter. Ollie knows that his body looks good and he makes it look good for her. When their parents finally come back after a couple of hours, they're like, thanks for helping me fix the garage door, Kevin. No problem, Deborah. And Ollie's just like, we know you guys were fucking. We don't care. You're grownups and you're married. Who gives a shit? They all decide to go to dinner at like a local seafood restaurant on the beach. But. After the parents leave to go get ready, Ollie suggests that they leave the newly newlyweds to their like romantic dinner by themselves so that they can go see the quote unquote real Hamptons. Okay. I don't know exactly what the real Hamptons is, but if you know, you know. I have I <laughs> just read my own notes and made myself laugh. I have no idea what that means, but I assume it has something to do with rich twats drinking trulies and being awful. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, there you go. That night, Becca chooses to wear her sexiest dress to the family dinner. Uh, like, she bought it on a daring whim, but apparently it was meant for Ollie. <laughs> and she's just been saving it. Their parents take the car, but Ollie has suggested that he bring Becca on his motorcycle, which is, of course, a thing that he has. Of course he does. 
this is a semi-orgasmic experience for Becca uh, when she puts her arms around him. She holds on. Oh my god, I forgot about this part. She holds on to she she holds on to his torso. She gets a handful of his abs, and her pussy throbs in <laughs> approval. Those are words that were in that book. <laughs> Listen, as somebody who at one point in my life had abs, yeah. Uh, if you're sitting on a motorcycle. You're you're kind of bent over. Yeah. You're not gonna feel no in ab. Not unless he is doing that clench. Yeah, and, you know he's vacuum posing and clenching while. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. These nope. are not real people, or the, this is not the real world. I just got stuck <laughs> I on. Just love the idea. My pussy throbbed in approval. <laughs> hey. What? Hey. What? <laughs> That thing you huh. just did, uh, uh, my pussy just throbbed in approval. Oh, my God. Uh, I was just changing out the garbage disposal, yeah. ma'am. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like was, That same phrase in reverse also exists. Like My dick throbbed in approval or my dick jumped in approval of something that yeah. someone did. And I'm just like, why are your genitals approving of anything? <laughs> why are we why? giving sentience to our genitals? Why are we doing this? <laughs> Like Caesar's dick throbbing before he decides to kill someone in the Coliseum. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, once they hit the road on the motorcycle, they separate from their parents with like they just like a text message. They're just like, yeah. "We uh, surprise, have a good time at dinner, blah blah." blah. Um, and they go to a bar where a sweaty bank manager tries to hit on Becca, uh, but Ollie threatens him. Banker guy also spills Becca's drink on her, and Ollie grabs him by the throat and tells him to not just leave the bar, but leave the county. Uh, okay. <laughs> Did her uh, pussy throb in approval no, for this too? Just Do tells we- him to leave the cat, or he will like rip his face off and like feed him to sharks or whatever. And then I just wrote, "He's problematic because this is porn." <laughs> I even put little music notes, notes in there yeah. so I know it's a song. Yeah, but yeah, he's problematic. <laughs> this whole thing is problematic, obviously. But we're not here for like real stories. We are not. Becca is so turned on, she wishes she were back with their parents where she wouldn't make the decision she's about to make. But it's too late, and he is too hot, and she is too horny. Basically, that entire sequence, she was like, oh my god, I can't, I can't, he's my stepbrother, and I can't. I wish we were back home with my parents where I couldn't be, like, publicly horny, but I'm not with my parents, and I am publicly horny right now. Well, (laughs) guess I'm gonna fuck him. Yeah. This whole book... She just vacillates back and forth between wanting to fuck him more than like anything in the world and being ashamed that he is her stepbrother and thinking that she shouldn't do this. Mm. So they after this whole ordeal with the sweaty banker guy, they wind up at a club where they both run into friends from the city who are there vacationing for the week. Becca's friend Naomi attempts to seduce Ollie, but he is like a literal brick wall. Like he doesn't even talk to her. He's just like, babe, do you want to go to the dance floor now? Like that's, I don't know. He doesn't call her babe because Becca introduces Ollie to Naomi as her new stepbrother. So so Naomi thinks Naomi that- <laughs> knows that they are, that they are related by marriage, but he does, he does ask her to dance or she asks him to dance. Somebody asks somebody to dance and they go out to the dance floor and they find like the most secluded horniest fucking corner of this dance this dance floor and they basically simulate sex with their clothes on and then they this is naomi and ollie no no, becca Becca and and ollie Ollie. okay and they eventually make out 
Becca then, once they're done with the making out part, Becca argues that this is wrong and they would upset their parents if they ever found out. But Ollie argues that they both know that they felt the spark and that they are meant to be. So why fight it? Like he, they're both, he's just like, I am in love with you. From the moment I saw you, you are the one, right? Yeah. And Becca doesn't know what to do with this declaration. So she just starts kissing him again. (laughs) That's what I do when I'm confused. Why not? Uh, just kiss whoever's she, in front of me. <laughs> Please don't ever be confused outside of our home ever again. Sorry, officer. You panicked me. <laughs> You're not going to arrest Local me. Local man arrested for trying to make out with yeah. a bird. <laughs> it startled me. <laughs> Birds aren't real. <laughs> I tried to kiss it to prove a point. It's a government drone. Now I have bird flu, too. <laughs> it bit me on the face. Uh, uh, Becca eventually notices that in all of their horned up making out, rubbing against each other on the dance floor, they are being gaped at by Naomi. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, I want to go home. So they go home. <laughs> you, you know that friend of mine who I told that you were my stepbrother? Yeah. She's unsurprisingly watching us right now. <laughs> and very confused. Yeah. So they go home at 3 a.m. Becca cannot sleep. Our cat is being so fucking cute with Carl right now. Oh, my God. Bonnie, what are you doing? Sweet baby. At 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. Becca can't sleep. She's tossing and turning and she hears a splash in the pool that's like right outside her. She has like lanai doors that lead right out from her bedroom to the pool. She didn't think it was her pussy. (laughs) splashing just she woke up from a, a dream about ollie just so horned up <laughs> no uh she looks out of her door to see ollie swimming naked in the pool and she decides that the the most imp- opportune thing to do right now is to voyeuristically watch him climb out of the pool while she fucks herself with a dildo Okay. Uh, until she eventually comes, but she is so she's too loud, and Ollie like <laughs> notices. Um, so she like flings herself into bed. Um, <laughs> all of that, the hearing him jump into the pool, getting the dildo, having the orgasm, and flopping into the bed happens in like a minute and a half i swear to god like in real time all he does is dive in climb out walk around the edge of the pool yeah that's it and that's enough time for her to have like a bone cruncher of an orgasm (laughs) it's absolutely insane the next morning ollie wakes her up he comes into her room and wakes her up and tells her that they're going out on the boat today because of course they're rich and they live in the hamptons so they have a fucking boat while he's rifling through her drawers He's like, where are your swimsuits? And he just starts going through her drawers like a fucking crazy person. He finds her dildo or realizes that she was fiddling last night and that he did hear her while he while he was swimming. Um, And he tells her next time to just come find him instead. (laughs) Why waste your time with the dildo? Um, Because it's not my stepbrother. (laughs) (laughs) You you degenerate. She finally, like, gets him to leave by just threatening to scream. Just like, get out of my room or I start screaming. These people are in their early 20s. I can't even. Ugh. I'm so old. And, and virgins. And virgins, yeah. 
On the boat later, Ali continues with his flirtation. The parents are completely oblivious to this. How? I don't know. Because he's literally saying shit that sounds... Like, it would make me blush to hear someone <laughs> say that to another person. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? You're in public right now. Hey, Kevin, I'm going to fuck your daughter. <laughs> he would, too. You he cool would if he thought he could cool get away with that, that. He'd just say, Deborah. He would say he calls her Deborah. Yeah. He's the kind of guy that calls his mom Deborah. Hey, Deb, I'm going to fuck your new stepdaughter. Uh, <laughs> um, I see what I want and I go after it, even if I'm sort of related to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in an attempt to escape what is happening with Ali, Becca just dives into the ocean like she hates the ocean and she's terrified of it goodbye <laughs> splash but she just runs off the side of the boat and just dives in she stays under for as long as she can and she just swims as far away from the boat as possible and when she gets out of like if she pops up out of the water everyone on the boat is screaming at her and she can't figure out why until she hears them shouting that there is a fucking shark in the water right now <laughs> We're rich. You we know that sharks over. You know that thing you're terrified of you, that we would never probably run into otherwise. Uh, so uh, she has a panic attack and she doesn't know what to do. She can't see the shark anywhere. Like she can't see the fin or anything. She mm. has to take their word for it. But by the end of the scene, I was like, there was no fucking shark in that water. There was nothing. Anyway, and because she's freaking out and she doesn't know what to do, Ollie dives in and drags her back to the boat and saves her life. Quote unquote. Yeah. Saves her life. Was there ever really a shark? We don't know. Uh, but they certainly thought that there was a shark. And Becca is so grateful. She knows that her crush on Ollie is never going to go away now mm. because he saved her from the shark. It was they, they thought it was a shark. It was actually. Oh, it was sorry. It was a poor person. It was a poor person in the water. We think that poor people are just as bad as sharks. Oh, my God. Oh, anyway. The rich are awful. Anyway, and that they have a special connection. She and Ollie have a special connection, and there's no use in denying it. So Yeah, it's called being related by marriage. <laughs> so it is time to bone. It's time to bone. Here we go. Tonight, they're going to bone. Um, that night, Ollie is getting ready for dinner. Their mom has hired... Ina Garten. A chef. Like, a chef to do a meal in their home. Gotcha. When... Deborah comes into the room and tells Ollie that there has been some kind of chemical spill at the lab and that both she and Kevin have to go immediately by helicopter. <laughs> yeah. To sure. oversee the cleanup and uh, the fallout because a chemical spill of this nature apparently requires the government. Okay, probably yes, does require the government to get involved. I just need you to know that in my head, the company that she owns is the Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> and this all takes place in the Resident Evil universe. Yep, yep. They're, they're not from New York. They're from Raccoon City. That's right. So Ollie expresses concern. Like, he doesn't want anything bad to happen to the people who work for his mother, but he's also secretly just, like, fist pumping so hard he dislocates his fucking elbow. Yeah. Gonna get my dick wet. Um, <laughs> he goes to get Becca for dinner. He has told the chef to just prepare dinner for two instead of dinner for four and set it up by the pool. And the chef has left and Ollie's ready and he's going to go get Becca. And she is immediately freaking out. First, she doesn't want to come out of her room at all. And he's like, well, I came in. I came in this morning. I'll come in again. Yeah. So she opens the door and she lays down some ground rules. <laughs> in okay. the audio medium, you can't hear the eye roll that I just did. Um, I think they could. <laughs> so rule number one, no kissing. Rule number two, no dirty talk. Rule number three, no funny business. Rule number four, no more late night skinny dipping. Those are Becca's rules <laughs> I need to, know. to survive the summer. What is funny business? I don't fucking know. She didn't define it any more than 
I did just that, now. I, that's the uh, that that is like the relationship equivalent of uh, and other responsibilities as determined by leadership. <laughs> exactly. Whatever I exactly. say is yeah. funny. Business. If I tell you just stop, you I mean, well, yes. If I tell you to stop, you should just stop. That's just like the way it should go. But by funny business, I think she just means anything that makes her horny. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. No doing anything that makes me horny. Yeah. What Oliver. did I do? You're existing. <laughs> Go away. So these rules are, of course, going to be completely ignored. Well, yeah. Meh. But it's just another. She's just she's flip flopping back and forth between needing to fuck this man immediately and needing to remember that he is her stepbrother now, and she can't do that. I don't know. Whatever. So they go to they go to dinner. Ollie does not let up half a fucking centimeter he keeps on laying it laying on the flirtation just as thick as he possibly can um they eventually just eat and start talking and things are going well um it's a very nice conversation they actually get along when they're not when he's not just trying to get in her pants and they end up ending their conversation by deciding that they're going to watch dirty dancing after dinner because it is ollie's favorite movie all right. I mean, good choice. It's a great movie. It's the most humanizing thing about him so far. Yeah. I realized something actually fairly recently about Dirty Dancing, not to go off on another tangent, but why not? It's my show. Jerry Orbach's character mm-hmm. is a doctor. Yep. And the heaviest scene in that movie, he saves a woman who is dying from a back alley abortion. I was going to say, I think sepsis is what, she, something like, yeah. she went septic. I yeah, think. something truly awful that happened from an unregulated abortion. Yeah. And at the time that I first watched that movie, not the first time because I was too young the first time to understand what was going on, but by the time I was old enough to understand, I was like, oh my God, the 80s must have been so awful. <laughs> because you couldn't just go to, you just couldn't go to a doctor and get an abortion. And now I realize, A, that that's, truer than I realized um, even after Roe but B that that was probably a really fucking subversive scene in that movie oh it absolutely was and it wasn't to me (laughs) no but also I think that movie was actually set it was probably set in the 60s yeah I was gonna say I think it was set further back let's uh yeah yeah it's not important I'll look it up for my own edification but anyway but anyway I just it I realized like two weeks ago, holy shit, the abortion subplot in Dirty Dancing was probably incredibly politically tense at the time. I just didn't realize it because I watched it in like 1995. Yeah, I watched it when it came out when I was like nine. And But again, as I've said to you many, many times, my mom was not at all... She, I don't even think that movie would be a terrible thing to show a 10-year-old. No. But it, 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 I was like, what's wrong with her? Oh, she had a, ba- a bad abortion. What's an abortion? It's this. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because guess what? Kids, y- you don't tell kids about the horrible things and then their heads explode. It yeah. Happen. But anyway. No. Also, it was set in 1963. Okay. Yeah. No, kids, you just tell them. You They ask a question and you tell them the answer. Yep. You don't give any moral, like, blah, blah, along with it. You yep. just tell them. Anyway. I'm not going to tell you how to parent your kids. That's not the kind of podcast this is. Anyway, after they watch Dirty Dancing, Becca goes to bed, but she can't sleep. Worrying about going back to the city with no job. Worrying about the fact that she's got the horn for her stepbrother really bad. Um, And then she hears a splash and she knows that Ollie is out there skinny dipping. And she reasons to herself, well, what good are rules if no one is going to enforce those rules? So she goes Mm. out to the pool deck to, I guess scold him enforce lecture him the rules. i don't know enforce the rules she tells ollie that 
there is no skinny dipping and that is a rule and she is here to enforce the rules and obviously what is the solution he just hauls himself naked out of the fucking water uh, fast time style but yeah. for a guy but dude. just right right off of the mm-hmm. right out of the pool onto the pool deck dripping wet fully yeah. naked <laughs> my notes say in the, in the way that only looks good in movies <laughs> Yeah, And he's now standing naked and wet on the pool deck. Becca immediately caves into the, quote, un- inevitability, unquote, of fucking Ollie. <laughs> she knows it's going to happen, and she figures, why waste time? Yeah, same fucking question to you, Miss Four Rules in Six Chapters. Yeah, this 90-page novella could have been 75 if you hadn't just flip-flopped. It could have been f- 12. She yeah. could have walked out to that beach and just fucked him in the dirt. It could have been an email. <laughs> This could have been a snap. <laughs> um, anyway, in a moment of bravery, then she strips and jumps into the pool and he follows right after her. And I'm not going to make that joke. It, and it begins. Begin the fucking Um <laughs> Unleash the fucking <laughs> They fuck as only two insta love versions in a porn book can. Ollie hauls Becca uh, onto the pool edge and eats her out until she's grinding against his face. Becca then pulls Ollie to a chair and blows him in a naughty, tear-streaming performance. I was like, okay, so we haven't clarified how much oral either of these people has given. From, from this point on, these are virgins yeah, get, yeah. having porn-level sex, yeah. having really good, no communication necessary, everybody wins porn sex. Yep. And it's just, it's fiction. It's fiction. <laughs> it's yeah. fiction. Fictional characters. Um, after he comes down her throat, she keeps on playing with his cock, and he's immediately hard again. Again, virgins. Virgins. V- yes. Her first, uh, 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 possibly her first, or one of her first, and he's just like, yep, gonna come right down your throat. Yep. There you go. Yep. Anyway. Um, so he carries her inside, and they have penetrative penile vaginal sex. P2B. Um, Yep. Emphasis on her virginity being lost and how big his dick is are the two big things that happen in this scene. Do we have any comical, uh, uncomfortable descriptions of this cock? No. Do we we just know it's just large? So from from like Becca's thoughts, it's like, oh, my God, it's huge. I don't even know what to do with it. But again, now, having said that, what is big to Becca? Virgin. She's a virgin. For all I know, it's a standard issue penis, but it's huge, quote unquote. Everybody comes. Everybody has a good time. At the end, it's Ollie's internal monologue, and there's a very heavy emphasis on like breeding and wanting to come inside of her and wanting to make her pregnant and knowing that neither one of them are protected and like Mm -hmm. the whole shebang. Thankfully, uh, he does not say any of this out loud because if he did, I would be like, get off of me. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. What are you doing right now? Why are you telling me you want to breed me? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Um, Instead, they just have a good time. And that's the end of that scene. They fuck like wild animals and then they fall asleep. Two weeks later, two weeks of debauchery later, Ollie and Becca are enjoying topless drinks in the hot tub. And uh, suddenly there is a helicopter descending onto the lawn. So their parents have been gone for two weeks handling this chemical spill and the fallout from the chemical spill. Okay. (laughs) Your face. (laughs) Two weeks. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Two weeks later. Exactly. Becca has just enough time to get her clothes back on before the helicopter literally just lands on the lawn and their parents get out. Yeah. 
after they say their hellos and they're like, oh, we're sorry we were gone for so long. There was a lot of red tape and paperwork and blah, 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 blah. Ollie just fucking blurts it out. He's like, Becca and I are in love and we've been, we have been for two weeks and we- <laughs> or whatever. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm getting back in the helicopter. Yeah. Oh, no. He said, we fell in love while you were gone, which was my, my favorite way of phrasing that. We fell in love while you were gone because that could be two weeks or it could be seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I went to get a sandwich. <laughs> and it, we fell in love. And because we're in a book, I did that thing you see in TV shows where I opened the refrigerator and there's a fully made sandwich <laughs> on a plate. Just waiting in the fridge. Just waiting. The most gorgeous sandwich you've ever seen. The lettuce is all perfectly like <laughs> like lacy on the edges and the tomatoes look delicious, even though I don't like tomatoes. Movie tomatoes look delicious. Yeah. It, they're beef food styled. Yeah. Yeah. Angels wept. <laughs> Special Dijon mustard on it and everything. And it's been waiting in the fridge. No. Um, so it's been two weeks. They have fallen in love. Ollie just says that. Just K- Kevin, sir, <laughs> dad. <laughs> I'm in love with your daughter, dad. I know, I know you wanted me to call you dad. Uh, you I'm, were very clear about that. You, you, you also said, please don't have sex with my daughter and definitely don't fall in love with her. Yeah. But um, so anyway, this all goes surprisingly well. And it all. <laughs> well, see, it all hinges on one simple fact. These are adults who just met a couple of weeks ago, and before that, they had no relationship to each other. So the fact that they are step-siblings means nothing. That's fair. Means nothing. Ollie is literally like, what if I met Becca first, and then you met Deborah? Would you not be with, like, the, Deborah seems to be the love of your life. Speaking of, he actually called Deborah the love of Kevin's life, and Kevin agreed, like, he didn't have a fucking wife before her for, the for like, 20 <laughs> something years <laughs> she was my practice wife <laughs> and the mother of his child and he's just like deborah <laughs> anyway so yeah ollie's like what if what if i met becca first would you not fall in love with deborah if i met becca first no absolutely not scratch that reverse it it's the same thing there are no like there's no stakes here these people could be strangers yeah it doesn't really matter but it's the closest to taboo we can get Anyway, so Kevin is like, I need a whiskey. Deborah's like, make it a double. And they both go off and they have a drink (laughs) and they think about the fact that their kids are fucking and they're also fucking and everybody in this house is fucking. And that's the end of the book. (laughs) Like it all just works out (laughs) perfectly well for everyone. It does, because there is an epilogue, and two years later, Ollie's watching Becca walk down the aisle toward him on the beach in the Hamptons where they first met, and they all lived happily fucking ever after. That's it. That's the end of the book. That's it. But, so, is, are they... (laughs) What questions do you have? I can answer them for you. I don't know if you can. I can. Because I need to know, does that now make Deborah? Becca's mother-in-law like yes. does that supersede that no I mean I, I she's mean, both it's my stepmother-in-law stepmother-in-law <laughs> <laughs> my 
<laughs> this my is my stepmother-in-law, Deborah, and my stepfather-in-law, Kevin. They're married. We're married. Why are you asking this questions? This is my dad, Kevin. We have so much money that no one cares what we do. <laughs> no one will say anything no about it. No one will say jack shit. We are hot and rich, okay? <laughs> we will say nothing. Th- th- okay, th- th- there's actually, uh, if, if you're lucky enough to not know who David Zaslav is, uh, he's like the big no clue. C- big CEO of Warner Brothers. All the fuckery that's going on with Warner Brothers right now and the, you know, movie, uh, the Batgirl movie they got shelled for oh, tax yeah. purposes. Like, he's behind all of it. There was recently a a GQ profile written about him by uh, a writer named Jason Bailey. And apparently somebody in David Zaslav's camp got wind of it because uh, GQ immediately like changed some of the language in it Mm -hmm. because it was rather unflattering. Uh, oh no, we Jason, unflattered the billionaire. And Jason Bailey was like, take my fucking name off of that byline. <laughs> That's how rich these people are. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, these are our kids. Uh, we got married and then they fucked and fell in love. Um, say some shit about it. Right? I dare you. I dare you. I fucking dare you. Yeah. You see that? I own a helicopter. Yeah. What are you going to do to me? You see that building over there? It's that, mine. <laughs> it's mine. You know what's in it? Money. <laughs> It's just a big pile. It's just fucking money. I, I, I dived it like Scrooge vault. McDuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Scrooge McDuckian vault. I had it all turned into bullion. <laughs> and that's not even a fraction of my wealth. Yeah. Say some shit about my weird stepkid fuckers. <laughs> I fucking dare you. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the book. That's Stepbrother Summer. Book like three or four. In the f- flirty, dirty summer collection. Now, if anybody, including other such titles as "Waxing His Board." <laughs> now, do I need to read the first three to really understand Step S- no, Stepbrother Summer? <laughs> no, not at all. I just don't. I don't want to feel like I'm missing something. No, no, uh, you're not, um, because that's not what this book is for, and that's fine. It's still, I still enjoyed reading this book. I enjoyed listening to it. I'm taking the piss out of it because I know it's goofy as shit, but I like these books yeah, very much. Absolutely. Nobody get me wrong here. This is what we were talking about the other night when we were outside, which is you, 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 you match the, we try to match the tone of the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like what we at least assume to be the tone of the book. You know, uh, Lady of Rooksgrave Manor was weird, monster fucky, fucking wild, monster you know? fucking. Yeah. Um, but then uh, a, a soul to keep. Yeah, you know that obviously was had a little more gravity to it and mm-hmm. il- more emotional depth. Yeah, it, you know. But again, at the same time, because of the emotional depth of that book, this is still sillier than the idea of a human woman. F- Fucking a seven foot tall dusk walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I what I mean? I completely understand. No, there's deep, yeah. there's deep emotional stuff happening in the Dusk Walker Bride series. Every one of them deals with trauma, emotional, emotional responsibility. Yes, they fall in love, but this, this is goofy as fuck. This is way goofier than a monster fucker book could ever be. And I've read some weird monster fuckers, but <laughs> my name's Becca. I'm hot and rich. This is my stepbrother, Ollie. He's hot and rich. We fell in love. We're going to fuck now. <laughs> I'm going to take the piss out of that a little bit. And you Absol- know what? That's okay. Absolutely. Are you taking a selfie right no, now? No, I'm not taking a selfie. I wanted to double check to make sure that I did, in fact, get the name of that writer 
correct. Oh. It is Jason Bailey. Ah. Uh, but I just found an article. Is <laughs> it plot thickens on missing David Zosloff profile in GQ? Turns out the magazine's editor is producing a movie oh. for Warner Brothers. <laughs> oh. oh no! Journalistic integrity. Who? <laughs> That's fucking fantastic, man. That's, That's what I, I was. I I don't rich people. I I don't take selfies very often unless I know. unless I'm wearing bunny ears. That's why I was confused. Yeah, for a joke, uh, or one of my children is in it. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Yeah. I was like, why are you taking a selfie <laughs> right now? That's the kind of thing I would do. Put a pair of headphones and a mic on me, and I will take a selfie. Like every time I stage managed a show yeah. back in college, I was like, ooh, I look so hot right now in my fancy headset. I'm taking a selfie. No. I mean, you are. I mean, I was hot. hot. Yeah. But not because I was wearing the silly headset. No. Just made me feel powerful. You didn't need the headset. The hotness was inside you all along. (sighs) It's not really inside, it's outside. The inside of me is a horror show. Yeah. Full of like blood and organs and Mm. bones and stuff. Yep. And meat. I am a walking haunted house. I have a skeleton and everything. Yep. It's (laughs) just a bunch of meat stuff hanging on a skeleton. (laughs) Meat stuff. You can find us on social media. We are on Instagram and TikTok at Cheap Smut. If you want to send us an email, you can do so. CheapSmutPod at gmail.com. We are on all the major podcasting platforms. Once you get there and find us, please rate, review, and subscribe. That is how other people get to find the show, and we get to continue to grow this community. The music that you hear in this and every episode is Nostalgia by Makai Beats. You can find that song along with thousands of other songs free of charge for you to use however you want. Freemusicarchive.org. Do you uh, know what you're going to read next week? I have no idea. I'm so sorry. I didn't even I didn't even check my like wish oh, list no. so it'll be a surprise for everybody you've been you've been getting ready to go up north it's, that i have it's it's fine i totally I've been understand. doing my normal domestic duties not reading so much this week but we're, uh, we're actually we're we're recording this a day early we are because we're going up a day uh, on friday yeah so well you're going up on friday i'm I going up record. on saturday yeah and then i got to come back sunday to edit this thing yes Thankfully, it'll be a pretty easy edit. Oh, yeah. It's not even... Yeah, we're not... I mean, I'm going to tighten it up a little bit, but we haven't even hit the hour mark in the record. Oh, fantastic. That's great. Um, anyway, uh, listener, if there is a book in you, write it. And if there's fucking in it, no matter who's doing the fucking, I'll read it. That's so true. And then she will come on this show and explain it to me for your entertainment. Now, I'm going to go... I'm very warm. Me too. Let's go outside. Yes, let's. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.